Welcome to Sapientia. We uh, thought we'd do a little uh, specific topic episode here. We're going to start a an in-between-the-longer-episodes-of-podcast with a uh, shorter episode series called uh, Filling, the Gap, Filling the Gap, if I can talk straight. Um, they'll come out in between two episodes, and they'll link them together. So this time, Filling the Gap is going to be a, uh, a main-centric issue. It's going to be about the uh, CMP corridor uh, brought in by the NECEC, which uh, is the Northeast Clean Energy Connect. Uh, basically, just a funny way of saying we want to tear down your trees and put up power lines. So, Justin, what, what, what do we have to say to these nice folks here about it? No. <laughs> Thank you for thank you for watching and listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, uh, so for those who those who aren't mainers, um, the Northeast Clean Energy Connect is a project by Central Maine Power and Hydro Quebec to run 145 miles of power lines from Quebec to Lewiston, 53 of which would cross currently undeveloped land. Uh, you're talking about land in the Appalachian Trail in uh, northwest Maine. So, um, this is an in-between episode. So, this is meant to connect uh, the stuff we've said about climate change with our next topic, which is economics. So, I think it's best then to start with ecology. Oh, yes. Um, so, for those who don't know, um, for all you out-of-state or out-of-country listeners... Maine is basically a big forest. Um, if you go on Google Maps, you look at the state of Maine, like, a huge percentage of Maine is covered in trees, and if you zoom out, it doesn't look like anybody lives there, um, minus the coast, because, of course, that's developed and touristy. Um, but the the section of land that they're talking about, like, undeveloped, it's woods. That's That's all that's there. But we also know, because we've got our big brains on today, uh, that trees sequester carbon and by mass they're mostly air so not only do we worry about taking away like the ecological landscape for uh animals and things like that that might be living in that area actually just destroying their habitat we're also creating an environment where we sequester less carbon and for people who don't know what the gulf stream is um well, specifically the Gulf Stream in this area, but the entire, the entirety of North America, specifically the U.S., has a jet stream that runs through it. Maine is at the end of that. We're the tailpipe. We so any air pollution, by and large, that doesn't get, you know, blown off course or filtered through other states, which they're mostly plain, so they don't get filtered as much, end up here. So if we have less things to soak up some of that uh yucky nox and co2 like we get to just breathe it instead yeah it's great it's a suboptimal solution one might say uh you might have noticed by the name too the way this is branded the northeast clean energy connect so um a little part part of this bit it's a big discussion about ecology um the point of the northeast clean energy connect is to supposedly get hydropower from Quebec and bring it into Maine and eventually down to Massachusetts, which is what spurred this whole thing. Um, the So it might be really weird, 
because we have these weirdly countervailing things, right? We are going to cut down a bunch of forest, but instead, in return, we're going to get hydropower. So, yeah, and not only not only are, is that the case, Hydro-Quebec is not selling it to Maine. It's selling it to Massachusetts. And the whole point of it is that um, the there's this weird uh, fluctuation in prices of power. Uh, and that's, so Hydro-Quebec is like trying to mitigate the amount of fluctuation and trying to do the buy low, sell high kind of deal. Um, ah, okay, yeah. Actually, and this gets us to our next point. Um, so we talked about ecology, right? And we, it might be seem really weird. Okay, why would we be against hydropower? As you pointed out, well, it's not that simple, right? No, it, it never is, really. Um, the What James is alluding to is there's a, a bad, really bad incentives facing Hydro-Quebec. Um, while, yes, they are producing hydropower, the thing is, is that they currently generate less than they can already transmit. So by building another transmission line, they're not actually going to, be, you know, be producing more energy to fill a new demand. Uh, the Hydro-Quebec's whole business strategy, and this is, they've announced this publicly many, many times, is, as you had noted, buying high, I mean, buying low and selling at high. Um, what this essentially works out to be is what they call greenwashing, where um, if they have a demand for electricity and they can fill that by, you know, taking that from a coal power plant, they'll do that. They'll take in that energy and then they'll transmit that to some other place and they'll say, hey, look, we're a hydropower plant. This is green. Hydro. Uh, the only <laughs> So the only green that they're trying to wash the state of Maine in is just money. Um, <laughs> And ironically, it's not that much. Uh, the I think the compensation for the state of Maine was only something like sixty-five million dollars. Um, it wasn't. They it, have a two hundred and fifty million dollar incentive package that goes to Mainers. Right, right, right. That's what it is. Only, um, I think you're right though. Only about yeah, sixty-five million is going at actual projects that would help Mainers. Much of it is incentives that would help them more or less yeah so they um one of the the sweeteners that they're trying to add this uh really just dump a bucket of saccharin into this whole uh wonderful coffee pot of um the the cleanliness and wonder of main forests is um oh yeah it'll uh, it'll reduce energy costs for mainers well the opt the optimistic estimates of that might reduce the average Mainer's electric bill by $1.50 a month. The conservative skeptical uh, statistical analyses of this claim put it at about $0.10 cents a month. Yeah. Um, I'd rather have a whole bunch of trees in a place that I'm probably never going to go and actually visit because I don't get out there much um, than save $0.10 cents yeah. a month. Um so this this the reason why we picked this out is um you can clearly see uh here ecological issues aren't necessarily separable from economic issues and this not only indicates some of the stuff we've been saying in the last episode where it's like hey it's it's natural yeah. therefore it's good yeah you know but also that um we have to be keenly aware of the economic incentives facing these you know, these companies and the way in which um the finances of all of this tie into these different issues right and so one thing i 
just um, was thinking about this a little bit yesterday. Um, there isn't a clear indication, or at least not one that I found, of who's actually getting conscripted to cut down the forest to actually build this. So, like, CMP Hydro-Quebec are kind of sharing the bill in doing all of this, but it doesn't it's not clear what's going to happen with all of the stuff that gets cut down mm -hmm. so one of the sweetening items that they could have thrown in there was just hey we're going to pay a main logging company to come and cut down all of these trees oh, and yeah. then they could just sell the lumber like maine's a huge uh pulp and paper industry state they sell lots of lumber to um neighboring areas uh wood pellets are another big exporter so like that would sweeten it a lot rather than not being altogether clear or transparent about who's actually going to be doing that and what's going to happen to the lumber after the fact. I mean, presumably they wouldn't just throw it in piles and let it rot, but it's possible stupider things happen. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that too. Hydro-Quebec actually hasn't been at any regulatory meetings. <laughs> CMP has. Hydro-Quebec has not. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> oh, I hate this. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a pretty bad thing, but, you know, uh, currently economic incentives are not to be ecologically friendly. Well, yeah. And so one of the, one key thing to point out about Maine, too, um, and it's not hard to find this, like, lots of places are starting to report on, like, um, Mainers are working less because our population is getting older like a higher percent of our population is starting to become like nearly retired to retired age um granted that age continues to increase as um the capitalist machine drives us into the ground next episode stay tuned um but like the, the the older the population of Maine gets, the less chance it has to increase its economy and its economic pull. So any chance that there's an economic incentive like, hey, we're going to give the state a little bit of money, you know, it's going to be fine. There's lots of uh... reasonable estimation to say, well, that's probably a good thing because, hey you know the the economy of maine is going to start dropping really fast because the population is getting older and not being replaced by a younger working population might be a good idea i don't for the record i don't actually hold that belief i just thought i would point it out because it seems like a uh, a reasonable point on some levels to actually yeah. take apart a little it seems like that is the biggest incentive to the not only the 250 million uh incentive package they're giving us but also there's this claim that it's going to generate a thousand six hundred jobs and a lot of people look at that and ecological consequences be damned the difficulty here is well for one it'll affect tourism right um and two you also have to wonder what the utility costs of that ecological impact will be and also whether or not the money would just be better invested elsewhere right yeah and 1600 jobs for how long uh apparently for them i don't think it would be very long and another interesting part the incentives package will only last 40 years yeah so <laughs> so hopefully we will have like 
well, you have a grown-up job. I don't have a grown-up job, <laughs> uh, despite being older. <laughs> um, hopefully, by that point, we'll like maybe not be living in Maine anymore. Uh, uh, maybe. I hope Maine will come back. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, and that's the... I like Maine. Hey, look, I love trees, man. And, well, CMP apparently doesn't. Hey, whoa. <laughs> that's a... Uh appeal to nature right there justin it very much is <laughs> um, you know i'm yeah <laughs> you know maybe maybe this these uh stoneware mugs that we got from uh death wish coffee company were made with main clay because that's basically what main is is just trees clay and bedrock also we grow potatoes well thanks for tuning in to filling the gap yes and uh, yeah it's been an interesting episode this was a last minute idea and i think it's going to bridge the gap well between uh or fill the gap well if you might if you will uh between ecology and economics so thanks a lot don't support cmp <laughs> i love it the awkward you take and don't support CMP. Right. Oh, I almost want to just upload it, like, unedited. <laughs> I mean, 